If you're looking for a platform that shares raw and honest lessons from people who are thriving, you've come to the right place. Pivot and Thrive is a co-learning network founded by me, Joy Ubani, and our podcasts are designed to give you practical advice that will arm you with resources to pivot and thrive in the life, career, and relationships you are so worthy of having. In each episode, you and I will have conversations centered around strategies and lessons, or we'll sit down over drinks with my inner circle of women and men who are thriving and willing to share inspiring stories of the power in their own pivot. So let's get into it, friends. Ooh, I haven't done this in a while, but hey, beautiful people, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast episode. I am currently away um, in a super relaxed environment. Absolutely love it here. I decided to go on a short getaway just because these past several months, I have been so stressed. I have been so burnt out that I really, really just needed to step away from my normal everyday flow and get some time to myself. And since being here, I've been here for two days now, I have just felt so much clarity of mind, so much peace, so much joy. It's so nice to tap into the fullness of who I am while I'm not working. So this entire trip has been such a necessary experience. I'm going to talk about burnout super duper candidly with you all, but first of all, if you're joining in for the first time, I'm Joy, the host of Pivot and Thrive podcast, and Pivot and Thrive is a platform that I started to share candidly just life and how to really thrive within work, relationships, and finances. Today, I'm talking a little bit about work and personal life, kind of intertwining those two in. Um, I mentioned that I experience burnout, and burnout is such a real thing that I think it looks so colorful on social media. Or not colorful, um, but it, it, it's such a buzzword that I, I don't know if we really and truly understand the, um, the consequences of burnout and really and truly how to prevent it. Um, sometimes things are not preventable until we've experienced it once before. I hope I'm making sense, but I want to share a little bit. I I wrote a journal entry one day, um, literally in the midst of stress, and I wanted to share how when I noticed it was time to pull away and take a break for the last several months, I remember I had just been there. Not a day went by that I didn't fall into my couch and just cry for at least five minutes straight before I was like, okay, sis, pull it together. Let's get back into work. Um, I remember last week I was driving from work to a client engagement. And as I was driving, I got a notification on my phone. As soon as I heard it, I immediately burst into tears. And it was the kind of tears that well up in your eyes, then flow down that kind of almost blinds you and it was a little dangerous because, well, I was driving. The notification I got wasn't necessarily bad news, nor was it good news that, you know, filled me with tears of joy. It was an email notification I got from yet another person trying to reach me with another request for another deadline, and I was just tired. I just kept crying and crying and crying as I was driving. My eyelashes were falling off. It was a mess. (laughs) 
I was so exhausted and I discovered in that moment I'd reached my breaking point. While I was on my drive, I was, you know, crying and telling myself like, okay, Joy, breathe in, breathe out. It's okay. And I asked myself out loud, Joy, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I responded and I said, I don't know. (laughs) I tend to speak to myself out loud to process things. I find that it's often helpful to speak to yourself as you would a friend, especially in those moments where this dialogue and hearing things out loud is necessary. Um, Again, at that moment, I discovered I'd reached my breaking point and I just could not continue like I was continuing. So just to give you a little bit of backstory about what I do and why my work has been so stressful, um, if I've never shared this before, I have two careers. I work as a mental health professional and I also work as a brand marketing manager. In addition to having one main brand marketing client, I do one-off consultations every now and again. In addition to doing those two very amazing things, I also work in my church with the tech and media team. And up until early March, I was working in the children's department, teaching children's Sunday school every Sunday. So you can imagine that I am constantly busy. I'm pretty sure I left something else out that I do, but I've always been busy. I've always liked to keep myself fully working and fully into my work. I've always loved what I do. And that's not to say burnout comes when you no longer love or have an interest in what you do, but I'll get into that a little bit more later. But I've always loved what I do. I've I've always seen myself as multifaceted, a multi-hyphenate, and just having the ability and the desire to do so many different things. But in this moment, things had been piling up. I had... I was constantly having lots of deadlines for work. I was constantly having getting emails coming in. I was constantly getting requests coming in. And I didn't notice, but it was taking its toll on me. In 2020, at the height of the pandemic, I did, I was the queen of productivity, right? I had taken on more clients. I had taken on more hours of work. I had taken on all of these amazing, beautiful opportunities to be on Instagram Live and hosting talks and and joining in, in speaking engagements, and I absolutely loved it. I loved it all, and I, like I said, I you know thrived on keeping my time full. But I believe early this year, all of that that I did last year and the past other years had kind of been catching up to me. So let's rewind to me driving in my car and crying and asking myself if I was okay. I wanted to pull the car over, roll down my window, and just scream in that moment. I needed some kind of release, but again, I didn't have the time. I had to get to the client engagement, and then I had to rush back home to finish some reports I was working on that was due that week for work. I was so exhausted so exhausted and my close friends remember probably remember in that week i was posting sharing on social media how tired i was how overwhelmed i was with the amounts of work i had to do i had the week prior finally turned on my my email um automated message to say i will get back to you within 48 hours (laughs) 
because I was just so tired. And I remember hearing people say, take a break, sis, unplug, sis. I hope you're actually resting. Take care of your mental health. Rest today, Joy. We hear all those sweet words from friends and family who really intend well when they see that we're tired, but no one ever speaks to what you what to do if you can't take a break, if your goals, your needs, or your employer's needs or your resources do not allow for you to actually take a break and unplug and actually rest and take care of your mental health and all these things that our sweet friends and family and even Google tells us to do when we are overwhelmed and dealing with a potential burnout. I always wondered in the moments I felt the most overwhelmed what to do when I feel like if I do pause, the walls and not mention, not to mention the ceiling will come crashing down on me and people and organizations that I've worked so hard to build, supervise, and manage will also come crashing down. No one ever speaks to the what-ifs that give you anxiety when you're awake and keeps you up at night fighting insomnia or that grips you to the core at the sound or sight of another email notification. No one ever speaks to the what-ifs. So I was doing some reflection in the time that I had this week to really just take a a breather and relax and you know and hear my thoughts which has been so wonderful and a question that I asked myself is joy what do you need to function at your best I recognize that we're all not going to have the opportunity to unplug for an entire week, to go to a resort, to be in nature and literally just sit and do nothing. But there are some things that we can do throughout the course of our day, throughout the course of our week that will help us function at our best. So I'll ask the question again, what do you need to function at your best? And maybe you can recall a moment that you've had that you are functioning at your best. And when you do have that moment and when you are in that moment, I'll encourage us all to look around and take note of what we currently have. That's helping us to function at our best. Take a second to audit your day to day and write down what consumes the most of your time. For me, it was literally work. I remember clocking billing at minimum 60 hours a week of just desk work on any given day or any given week rather. The next question I want to ask us is what takes up the most of your mental capacity? Is it thinking about work? Is it thinking about someone? Is it thinking about something, one particular goal? Does the thing that takes up the most of our mental capacity, does it tire you out? Or does it give you energy? I'll go back to my initial question of what do you need to function at your best? And I'm recalling a memory um, of just a time where I was functioning at my best. And, and I'll give a, an example or more clear definition of what I mean by at your best. Um, I remember leaving my job as a high school counselor in like, I think it was like 2019, I want to say. 
and I was working completely freelance, I would go to a coffee shop, Coffee Bean, one of my, they just have my favorite drinks. I would go there almost every day and I was able to write and blog so much in that time. So much was coming out of me, um, so many thoughts, so many ideas. I just had so much clarity of mind. And in that environment, I remember it being super sunny. I would sit on the tables out in the sun. I would have my favorite drink, chai tea latte, in my hand. And I would, you know, be in front of flowers or, you know, whatever whatever nature thing <laughs> was in front of me at the time. And I was able to write to what I felt was some of my be- very best work. And I just had the support of the environment around me at all times. I didn't have any anyone that I was necessarily reporting to. So I feel like in that environment, I was able to function at my very best. Oftentimes we create a routine, a to-do list that might include something like waking up at 6 a.m., meditating, going on a run, um, or, you know, doing some type of a workout, having breakfast, showering. But are those the things that help us function at our best? Or those are things that just help us to get through the day and function, right? Our goal is to not only be living day to day, but it's to be thriving within the things that we're doing. I had a conversation with some of my close friends of mine, and I asked them the question, what do you need to function at your best? And here's what some of them said. I'm here with my friend, Temi. Temi, can you tell us who you are and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so hey, my name is Temi. Um, I am a clinical supervisor. Um, So uh, I work with children and adults in the ABA field with um, those who are dealing with uh, cognitive disabilities. So I basically, um, for the most part, I create programs that help you know, themselves and, you know, the parents or the caregivers um, with dealing with their behavioral, um, uh, maybe uh, behavioral issues or any like social issues they may be having. having. Perfect. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So with all of that, what do you, what would you say you need to function at your very best? Um, Rest. (laughs) I mean, to to be, uh, um, to make it simple, just straight up rest. Um, right now, again, like you know, I'm currently in this coding bootcamp and it is very challenging and it's very demanding. Um, currently, I'm working a nine to five. And, you know, from that nine to five, I go to my coding bootcamp for three hours from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Um, and those are from Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. So I'm constantly you know, either working or I'm either studying. I usually study about like four to five hours a day. Um, uh, in the first, when I first started doing that, I, I really realized that I was really burning myself out and I couldn't really concentrate not only, you know, with my schoolwork, but work as well. And, um, when I noticed that I realized that, okay, Tammy, like you really need to figure out this work school balance and try to figure out a day where you can just you know not even think about work or school work period Mm -hmm. so what i did was 
I decided to take um, Sunday as a day where I just don't do any type of work. Um, I don't look at any type of code or anything like that. And I just, you know, take that day and do something that I really enjoy, whether it be going to the beach, whether it be going to brunch with friends, um, you know, playing video games, uh, going to the gym, whatever I enjoy doing. That way I feel more refreshed. I feel like I am ready for the next week and ready to tackle whatever, you know, that may be. Perfect. Love that. Thank you. You answered my next question, which was what boundaries have you or do you need to set in place in order for you to function at your best? And it sounds like you taking Sundays to yourself is a boundary that you put up against work, right? Or is there anything else? Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, in terms of boundaries, you know, just not trying to like, um, I guess, trying not ignoring my friends, but you know, just like, <laughs> just <laughs> I'm trying to word this correctly. I don't want to be mean, but you know, just just like kind of like, you know, kind of like just I, whatever. I'm gonna be mean. <laughs> Just, like, just, just regarding them honestly like just like whenever they want to hang out whenever they want to do x y and z with me just ignoring them ignoring their texts and you know just letting or rather just letting them know like hey listen man i'm going they know what well, my close friends know that i'm doing what, what i'm doing so they kind of like you know don't really invite me to places but you know there's other people <laughs> <laughs> there's other people who you know who want to hang out and you know do x y and z and you know i have to tell them like yo i can't do it i because you know i'm either resting or like um you know uh you know I'm, I'm studying so uh some people don't understand that and some people do so i mean when you I guess when you want to, when you want something bad, better for yourself, you have to make those sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the next six months, for me, that, that sacrifice is, you know, hanging out with my friends whenever I want, or, you know, um, you know, yeah, just are hanging out with my friends whenever I want, or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. You answered my next question. Can you stop doing that? <laughs> Love it that. was, um, I'll just share it. It was, what will you risk if you don't set those boundaries that you need to function well? And it sounds like you're risking getting to the next point in your uh, career and life progression. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this life, life is all about sacrifices. You know, mm-hmm. when you have a goal, you know, you, you're going to have to, you know, sacrifice certain things that, you know, you may enjoy. However, they don't align with what you want in the future. So, um, yeah, like, like I said, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta sacrifice, just sacrifice the, the, the things that, that make you happy that aren't going to really, that aren't really, um, what's the one I'm looking for? That aren't, that aren't really, uh, damn, what's the word I'm looking for, Joy? In alignment with. Yes, thank you. That aren't aligned with your goals. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm thinking because I just had a conversation with a mentee mm-hmm. morning who said that same thing. Like you have to sacrifice what you love doing. And I, I kind of raised an eyebrow and said something. Like I played devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. 
because I think I, while I agree with that, mm-hmm. I think we definitely have to make room to do what we love often yes. because we will get burnt out. Right. And that's, and that's, that goes back to what I was saying with, you know, me in Sundays at just my time and whether that's, you know, doing something I enjoy, like going to the gym or going to the beach, hanging out with friends mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, you do. Yeah. I agree. Like you do have to, you can't just, you know, be on your grind 24 seven. Like that's mm-hmm. literally how you burn yourself out mm-hmm. and you, you have the risk of not being able to get to your goal at the time that you want to get to your goal. So mm-hmm. yeah, you have to have that time for yourself. You have to have that day where you're just resting and not looking at anything work related or whatever it, you know, that may be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely something I learned the mm-hmm. hard way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all. Thank you for sharing, Tammy. Of course. Anytime. I always get the best insight from Tammy. Up next, I got to talk with my girl, Eben, also known on Instagram as The Heart Stylist. And I'm so excited for y'all to hear what she had to say on functioning at her best. So excited to hear what you have to say. But before we get into it, can you tell us who you are and I guess what you love doing? Yeah, for sure. Uh, So hi, everyone. Um, My name is uh, Eben, also known as The Heart Stylist. the heart stylist, not the hairstylist. People get it mixed up. Um, but heart stylist because I'm very passionate about personal development and emotional health. Um, and I really, really value communication, you know, in our relationships, um, whether that's family members or romantic relationships or friendships, whatever. I do value relationships. So that's kind of one of the key things I'm passionate about. Um, I enjoy travel. I travel often. Um, and I recently got my dream job, which I'm really, really excited about. So that's really given me some insight into, you know, how I manage uh, my well-being and, um, you know, my mental health um, all at the same time. So it's a really, really timely topic for me. You probably heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where he says to really um, function at our best and achieve self-fulfillment we need these five things starting from our physiological needs food water and rest safety belongingness esteem so feelings of accomplishment Um, and then we'll finally hit that um fulfillment and there was there's another theory um i i can't i don't know how to pronounce um this person's name but i'll try maslock's drivers of burnout um that says the are not performing well when we have these five things or is it five or i don't know how many i can't count that's okay <laughs> Work overload lack of control breakdown of community insufficient reward so not being acknowledged for our accomplishments or not accomplishing things when we lack absence of fairness and when we have conflicting values so I wanted to ask you, just because you're somebody I know who values wellness and you're someone who kind of juggles a lot of things from working well, from resting into your own, your own like businesses or brands that you've created from mentality to the heart stylist. So I wanted to ask you, what do you need to function oh, at I your best? I love that question. I, oh, 
Wow, I love that question. I love it because, you know, it's a question about me and what I need. And often we go through life trying to meet other people's needs, right, at the expense of our own. So I love that I get to ask myself, you know, these questions and get inquisitive about what I need to function, you know, how to make myself happy, how to ensure that I am being my best self. Um, so what I'd say for me, mm-hmm. um, I actually, it's so funny because I put together um, a list of things, um, you know, whilst we were in lockdown, right? And um, a, a list that I called um, my joy givers. So things that give me joy, right? And these were things from that I, I, I listed that I had noticed um that I had noticed that give me a sense of joy every single day. So everything that I outlined, for example, so some of the things on my list was like natural lighting. Some of the things was like, you know, mm-hmm. um, dance, movement, you know, I have to be moving. Um, some of the things were like, um, you know, uh, a nice smell. So just kind of like my environment just has to have a really like, nice eerie smell I mean it sounds ridiculous but really and truly like you know when you have like your candles lit and that kind of thing like I just Mm -hmm. thrive in an environment where you know things look good and feel good you know um and so Mm -hmm. I think for me it's a combination of those things that I've mentioned as well as you know I, I do need like a strong like morning routine so for example like I I, I've always known that waking up in the morning and checking messages is a bad idea. It's not a bad idea just for anybody. Mm-hmm. It's a bad idea for me. Like I am right. so, like when I read messages in the morning, I, my anxiety is level 1000. Like I am so sensitive in the morning is rude. Like when I get mm-hmm. like yeah. in the morning is the worst time for me to read messages. Cause I misinterpret things. <laughs> Things look scarier <laughs> than they look. Like it's just a weird like vibe. So I know that you know me plus phone in the early hours of the morning is never the best thing for me. Um, so that's something that I am kind of exploring and just like kind of adjusting. So I'm like using my um my my watch that has an alarm on it to wake me up and having my phone switched off in the morning. Um, and yeah, and then also, I think we talked, spoke about this, um, a while back when we spoke about being movers, people that value movement, people that value, you know, just movement in different ways, right? Like movement being that, you know, working from different environments or people who just need to be on the go or people who just need to like dance or be practical or um kinesthetic kinesthetic learners so people who learn through experiences as opposed to being stationary things like that like I for me I need to be able to move right I just being stationary stationary being in an environment that is uninspiring or you know um not really conducive for my mental health I I I can't visit like I can't function so whilst I was in lockdown um, because you know, mm-hmm. the work that I do, I got to move around quite often, um, you know, just within like different like hotels, for example. So I would book a hotel in, mm-hmm. I don't know, randomly in Birmingham or in London or outside of London in Manchester or something. I just need 
you know, different inspirational spaces. And that's just how mm-hmm. I function. And rather than, you know, making myself wrong for it or, you know, like, because <clears throat> I think mm-hmm. sometimes you think to yourself, you should, you know, when you want to force yourself to focus, like, ah, no, if your brother can sit down or if your sister can sit down and focus here in this one spot, why can you not focus in one spot? Is it okay that you must be bouncing up and down to be going left and right? La, 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 la. And, you know, I have my, my, my mom's, you know, voice in my head, you know, telling me to stay in one space or is it every day, is it every day? Um, but I, I've, 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 I've chosen to kind of lean into what I know works for me and incorporate that mm. as an investment in my life. You know, um, mm. yeah, whether that's, you know, that. moving from space to space or remote working or buying fresh sheets or whatever that is mm. for me, um, I, I've chosen to invest in those things. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. That was well said. In other words, you are a master achieving galavanter. <laughs> I can't even take that back, but that's literally what it is, sis. I can't lie. Love it. I mean, I'm the same way. So thank you so much for sharing that. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Awesome. Finally, I'm joined by another amazing multi-hyphenate Manny, best known on Instagram as Manny's Vantage. Manny, thank you so much for joining me. Um, And I shared a little bit when we were talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and some of the things that I experienced when I was burnt out um, and the driving forces of burnout and how they can really take you away from meeting, you know, fulfillment and self-actualization. So with all of that, Manny, I know you are, you have dual careers, um, similar to me, where you're juggling um, working um, in one field and doing something else entirely at different parts of the day, um, which is photography and accounting, right? Um, Yeah, photography, accounting, and a camera rental business, which is slightly different, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And that's like... Your camera rental business, that's like your main thing, right? Yes, it is. Um, it's my main source of income. Okay. Okay. And then the other other jobs are your side careers? <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, I guess that's what it is, to be honest. Okay. Um, although I'd say I devote most of my time to the accountancy work. Mm, okay. Yeah. I can see that. Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. So with all of that, um, you're, you sound busy, just like me, and it's like a lot of people. Um, so with all that you do, what do you feel like you need to function at your very best? Um, for me, it's a clear mind um, and energy. And I, I think for me, the energy comes from sleeping. That's literally it. Um, I mean, even today, um, as I said, I had quite a busy day in the morning, running errands here and there. Um, and I just felt tired when I got home. And obviously, I had work to do, accountancy work. Um, but I knew that, I know myself, I knew that I couldn't really perform at my optimal level um, if I was tired and, you know, groggy. So I just thought to myself, okay, let me just take a break take a nap um so I had a two-hour nap um from around 1 to 3 p.m 
-hmm. And after that, um, yeah, I felt ready to go and just got on with the accountancy work and yeah, everything went smoothly. Love it. So that's pretty easy. Just making sure you get your, well, so let me ask you like throughout the course of your day, do you feel like you genuinely have that, like that power, I guess, to say, I'm going to stop and take a nap and just set those super clear boundaries. Cause I find that for me, even if I do know that, okay, I need to take a nap. Mm. Uh, but I, like I was telling you earlier, like, oh, after this, I'm gonna go into another meeting. I just finished one meeting here and this and that. Yeah. I, have to do. I find like, even if I am tired throughout the day, I don't necessarily have that power to just stop what I'm doing and rest. Do you feel like your yeah. schedule really allows that? Or have you gotten really good at setting those clear boundaries and you know actualizing them? Yeah, 100%. Um, I have set those boundaries. And it's a practice that I've been doing for the last five or so years. So it took okay. me a while to develop it. Um, and it, I learned it from Michael Hyatt. Um, he was, of course, a CEO of a company. And he, in his book, he talks about, and his podcast, um, about how he regularly takes naps during the day. And I thought, well, if he can do it, having so many responsibilities, like, who am I? Of course, I can take time out to have a nap. Okay, I hear that. Well, maybe that's something I need to just get better at and just even carving out time throughout my day and saying, from this time to this time, it's for my nap and like blocking it out as a meeting or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, it's different. It's just literally as and when. So I don't necessarily have a specific time frame for doing for taking the nap it's more mm-hmm. when i feel tired and i feel yeah. like i need to replenish then i can okay. okay what do you feel that you kind of risk if you don't listen to your body and your mind and you know and plugging for those couple of hours and resting um i feel to be honest i feel it's the client or the work that would suffer at the end of the day and mm-hmm. i guess that would reflect badly on me as well um because I wouldn't be giving my best self to the piece mm-hmm. of work I'm doing. Um, so I think that's, or those two things are the main things that would suffer if I just plowed on without giving my body time to rest. Mm, love that. That's very, very good, you know, self-reflection and truth. So yeah. thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing, Manny. I appreciate that you took the time to be on here today and to talk with me. It's always refreshing to hear feedback and insight from friends because you feel like you're not alone. Jumping back in here with a few more reflective questions that you can join in and answering on your own. And I hope it helps you to navigate how you can function at your best, set boundaries, and some other things that we'll get into. Another question that we have to ask ourselves in the midst of burning out or preventing burnout is what are you willing to do to make this change if the things around you are not helping you to function at your best? I was listening to a TED talk the other day and I heard something that was a really interesting perspective to burnout. The lady said, and I will get the link of the podcast, sorry, the TED Talk and link it in the show notes. But she said, see burnout as a blessing. 
because we're forced in the moment of burnout to do something about our day-to-day, to do something about our career, that we're forced to make a change that will set us up for success in the next thing that we do. Now, I want to go back to the question, what are you willing to do to make this change? And ask, what will you risk losing if you do not make this change now? For me, I was at great risk of failing at my job or what I felt like would be a failure in my job if I did not make the change. I was at risk of probably even losing my job because when you're burnt out, what people do not tell you is that your performance decreases. You're not giving your all any longer. You're doing just enough to get by. And I want to talk about the symptoms of burnout because I think it's important to recognize where we're at right now um, because burnout often resembles depression. So I did a quick Google search to see if some of my things that I was feeling was in alignment with what the WebMD said about burnout. The first thing it said is individuals experiencing burnout view their jobs as increasingly stressful and frustrating. Let me tell y'all, I would get so annoyed with the slightest email request from anybody at my job. They may grow cynical about their working conditions and the people they work with. Check, check. (laughs) They may also emotionally distance themselves and begin to feel numb at their work yep kind of just clicking the keys don't really know what you're doing don't really know if the emails make sense you're just sending them physical symptoms of burnout says chronic stress may lead to physical symptoms like headaches stomach aches or intestinal issues (sighs) y'all emotional exhaustion burnout causes people to feel drained check unable to cope check i would cry literally every day and tired check who i would want to sleep but i could never sleep it doesn't say insomnia but i'm also going to add that because like i mentioned i could not sleep at all people with burnout often lack energy to get their work done the last thing it says is reduced performance Burnout mainly affects everyday tasks at work or in the home when someone's main job involves caring for family members. Individuals with burnout feel negative about tasks. They have difficulty concentrating and often lack creativity. Burnout shares some similar symptoms of mental health conditions such as depression. Individuals with depression experience negative feelings and thoughts about all aspects of life, not just at work, whereas individuals who are experiencing burnout may have negative feelings just about work. So this is all something to think about. And if you've ever felt any of these things, maybe consider if you do, if you are experiencing burnout. And it's so important to take a break if you're able to. During this time and, you know, throughout this trip I'm currently on in Santa Barbara, it's been so nice to see and get to know myself outside of work. I've had the opportunity to hear and embrace random thoughts like, will French fries make my butt bigger? Or what songs do you actually like, Joy? How many different kinds of birds are chirping outside of my window? Now, The question that you might be thinking is, what do you do if you can't afford with time or money? 
a level of relaxation that you actually need. Like, because sometimes we just need to do a trip to Mexico. And maybe it always doesn't have to look like this, like going on vacation somewhere. Maybe it can be small things in short bursts that make you feel like you have clarity of mind and you have access to rest. Maybe things like cutting down on drive time and commutes, reduced amount of phone calls and text messages, eating well, spending time actually outside and taking a walk in the sunshine. Maybe it can be something as simple as dressing more comfortably and not worrying about content and just being cute all the time. (laughs) I know being on this trip, that's been something I'm like, I'm not doing all this. I'm going to be as comfortable as I please. I'm so grateful that I was able to do this trip and unplug and rest. I won't lie, I'm definitely not looking forward to going back home, but now I have a bit more clarity on what I need to function well, which is rest, breaks, quiet time, and a routine. To end this episode, I'm going to leave us with just a short and impactful thought. This may seem like common knowledge, but I'm learning that while work and rest often forcibly coexist, at times they must be separated in order to reap from the sweet benefits they each offer respectively. If you're working while resting, you're not gaining the benefits of rest. If you're resting while working, you're not delivering the quality you are skilled and were hired to deliver. Contrary to what we've been trained to believe, this is one place you cannot accurately multitask. So when you're resting, rest. While you're working, work. Give both your all and be present wherever you are. I hope this candid sharing was impactful and beneficial to those who are listening. Thank you for joining me, Joy Ubani, for another Pivot and Thrive episode. This was an over drinks edition. I didn't mention, but wow, this whole weekend I've been having drinks so so grateful to be here and to again get to experience this so thank you all for joining me on this forever journey i'm grateful please follow at joy ubani underscore and connect with me there share your thoughts with me on burnout if you've ever experienced it or on rest if that's the place you're in right now have a beautiful day loved ones talk to you soon